Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn, track and field, and cross-country news and discussions. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the Texas Tech Open and Multis, which were on January 28th and 29th. It's a brand new event that we've uh, never been to before that I can remember since yeah. we've been doing this show, and Open and Multis. And... What's that about? Multis what? Multi. So they had multiple people. They had multiple. I'm wondering if it's like they had the heptathlon, the pentathlon, multi-event things. Okay. They also had like a distance medley relay and a sprinter medley relay, which Auburn did not compete in, but multiple things. Okay. That's probably the best definition or, you know, explanation that I could come up with. I also just pulled that out of my rabbit's hat, so it couldn't actually be... Hey, a listen, farce. You're but... you're an informed person on the sport, so I trust what's the, you. What's the city called? L- Lubbock, Lubbock. Texas. Okay. Yes, it is a desert. Speaking of, if you if you're out in Lubbock, Texas, you got to imagine this would be a great cross country because it's just well, you said you don't want It'd be flat. Horrible cross country. Great if you want flat. If you're the kids of McFarland, USA, that first cross country meet, that's what they were looking for. <laughs> would you like to tell people what you've been watching? Since you've mentioned it, you got to bring it up. Shameless plug: I've been watching McFarland, USA, on Disney Plus, and halfway through the movie, it's a really good movie. But what is it about? Why it's is about it about cross country? So obviously, it has no relevance to an indoor track podcast, but it is a good overall yay sports kind of movie. Yay sports! You know, one of those like good feel wholesome. Yeah, it's like you know. Um, Remember the Titans or Coach Carter or Safety or all the other sports movies that really just hit you right in the field. So if you listeners want to do a little homework on learning a little bit more about the sport. maybe Across country. Across country, but still get you your foot in the door in the Olympic type of events. The track and field, the cross country running events. It gives you a little taste of what we've been talking about just on the silver screen. Now, if you... Another shameless plug. Okay. If you want a track and field movie... That movie is called Race, yes. and it's actually about Jesse Owens, and it was so well done and so underrated, um, but it is called Race, and that's the movie you need to go watch. Well, there you go. So that we, we were just plugging things galore here. Plugging things that have no nothing to do with Auburn. So let's get back. We're talking about Auburn, talking about a lot of great things that happened in Texas, which is good. Yes, it is. We got a lot of highlights to talk about, so we'll start us off right here. John Murray, he PR'd in the 60-meter hurdles with a time of 8 minutes point or 8 minutes. Wow. It's a, <laughs> whoa. Whoa, that is that is not a good PR. No. 8 seconds, 8.27 seconds. <laughs> That's a great PR. There we go. And we'll go through all of these highlights uh, just as a reminder and then we're going to go through all of the event results here at the end. Next up in our highlights, Dante Brown PR'd in the 200-meter dash with a time of 20.94 seconds. He also placed second overall in the 60-meter dash. So a great overall event or events for Dante out in, I'd say Lubbock works well for him. Yeah, I think Lubbock works really well for Auburn in general. We should go there more often. Seems like this well, is a place. 
You and I have to go to Texas enough for family stuff. I don't think I need to go to Texas. You, for any you other do stuff. not like Texas. Texas is hot. Texas is sweaty. You know what the good things about Texas are? It has no humidity in certain parts. Though. You know what the good things about Texas are? What's that? Bucky's and our family. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. What do you want from my family? And you're sucking up to them. <laughs> I want them to listen to my podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> So moving on to our highlights, Dontavious Hill PR'd in the high jump with a jump of 2.919 meters. Kyle Brown got third overall and PR'd in the weight throw with a throw of 21.69 meters. So Kyle, that's kind of our perfect, wonderful thing. We placed on the podium. You got a medal. Yeah. And you and got, you got a, PR. a PR. So that's, just, that's like the best way to please That both is of like us. the Kyle and Jessica Sunday special. Um, only... You know, capitalize more by getting second or first, but... You just ruin everything! <laughs> no, we are so proud that he got that bronze proud. medal. I am proud, but I'm going to always push them to be better. And you know what? And I'm going to push you off a building. Whoa, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, the rest of the highlights are Rihanna Held. It's an interesting last name. I feel like I, you know, throw a flag on her. She Held. <laughs> Rihanna Held placed first in the women's pole vault in PR with a vault of 3.82 meters. <laughs> You then got Maddie Malone placing first overall in weight throw with a facility record. Yep. Facility. That means no one has done it better at Lubbock's facilities than Maddie Malone with a throw of 22.31 meters. Which ironically is still not her PR. I know. Isn't that kind of... She needs to come here more often so she can just keep beating her own record and keep getting it, making it harder and harder for people to beat it. That's fair. She owns Lubbock. And then followed up with Mara Hewalt, who PR'd in the weight throw, with a throw of 20.34 meters. So those are your highlights, the big things that we wanted to hit on, whether those are PRs or placements, first, second, third. Now let's get into all the good stuff. All right. So let's start off with the men's 60-meter dash. So the first round, literally titled first round, we had two competitors. We had Dante Brown placing third out of 58 competitors with a time of 6.69 seconds. Then we had Brandon Smiley placing 27th with a time of 6.95 seconds. So Dante Brown, he then made it to semifinals. He placed third again out of 21 athletes with a time of 6.67. So two hundredths of a second faster than his original time. Then Dante made it to the 60-meter dash finals where there were six competitors, He placed second overall, which he started with 58 competitors. Second overall with his fastest time of the weekend of 6.66 seconds. Also his fastest time ever this season. So not only did he maintain throughout, but he got slightly better in the finals. Every single time. 6.69 in the first round, 6.67 in the semis, and 6.66 in the finals. Like literally... That is exactly what you should do. So congratulations to Dante. That is just a huge accomplishment, not only with his fastest time of the season, but making it to finals with a starting group of 58 athletes is just absolutely incredible. It is a great performance by him. Um, moving on, Dante also had an incredible PR if in that the wasn't men's 200 meter. So the whole beginning of this is Dante, Dante, Dante Brown. So we're really proud of him. Um, he placed fourth out of 73 athletes, which is just incredible, with a time of 20.94 seconds. 
Brandon Smiley also competed in this and got ninth out of 73 athletes with his fastest time of the season of 21.2 seconds. And then Giovanni Murray placing 17th out of 73 athletes with a time of 21.56 seconds. So your Auburn Tigers, all three competitors in this event, placed in the top 20 out of 73. 73. That is insane. And this is Giovanni Murray's first time to compete in the 200 this season. So I'm just beyond proud of these men and their sprinting abilities for the first you know, first few meets of the and season. To put things into perspective, for again, I speak for the layman here on this show. You know, I think everybody hears that. You know, uh, especially for Dante Brown, who just did not just the quarterfinals, where you can call it semifinals, the finals of the race. Yeah, this but is then, not basketball. This is semifinals. I'm putting it in terms they might understand. <laughs> but, and then he has another event he does. You know, these are spread out throughout the day, but still, that shows and two days potentially. But within the same weekend, yeah. You're, think about those muscles. And, exactly. You know, it, it's not typical that when you're training that you can run a faster time every single time that you mm-hmm. run the event. So that, that's truly an athletic feat. You, you probably don't know this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you remember if it was the 200-meter run on the first day and then the semifinals on the second day? Like, you know, I don't know that, actually. I, I'm sorry. I looked at a lot of... No, you're fine. I just a lot was of curious times this weekend. I'm so sorry. I don't know. No, I was just curious to like if that would would have showed us like what he would have having to do each and every day. Obviously, yeah. the finals were on the last day. That's you know, and that is something to think about as well. Being a two day um, athletic event when when I was in high school, remember high school, not collegiate. Um, on these two day track events, that's kind of how our coach would pick which events we were really invested in because it would be based on like. You know, you didn't want to compete in the 800 and the 400 if they were back-to-back, which they're not. But right. for, for layman people out there, you have to think about that. So um, I don't, you don't know. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving through the men's events here. We're going to round out some running things and then get into the jumping things. Men's 60-meter hurdles. It actually kind of leads us straight into it, right, because you're running and jumping on this one. <laughs> I just noticed that. John Murray was our lone competitor, 24 out of 43 runners on this. seconds, but only got into the first round, but still a good showing for him in his first competition in this event this season. The men's high jump, Don Tavius Hill, we've gotten to know very well over the last couple of years. Fourth out of 20 with a jump of 2.19 meters, which matches his highest of the season so far. Also, TJ Funtis in the high jump, 11th out of 20, 2.04 meters, also his highest so far this season. So moving on to men's pole vault, we had Matthew Asplund placing fifth out of 13 competitors with a vault of 4.85 meters. Um, for the shot put, we had Ethan Richter with a throw of 15.33 meters, getting him sixth place out of 15 competitors. It's interesting because his, while this you know still a great performance by him, it, his has gone down as the season has progressed. And obviously, you know, there may not be a reason for that. Just may not have had great throws the last couple of times. But he is his highest mark is 15.94 meters. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get back up to that because he had such a strong start. He really did. All right, the weight throw for the men. We had four competitors to talk about, all doing very well. A uh, third out of nine competitors was Kyle Brown, 21.69 meter throw, getting him on the podium for that bronze medal. And the PR. And the PR as well, as Jessica will not let us forget. <laughs> Eric Ebel, fifth out of nine, 19.46 meters. And then Kyle Moisson was seventh out of nine, 
with a throw of 19.28 meters. Now, we had a different event, just a different classification within this event where Quentin Brown was competing. He got 7th out of 12th in that event for the weight throw, 16.79 meters, by far his best of the year by 0.73. Good, Good math. It was quick math. Yep. My head hurts a little Almost bit. Almost three-fourths of a meter. My head hurts after that. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, men's heptathlon, which we haven't had a chance to really talk about yet this season, uh, these multi-events where you have several things going on. So we're going to list the things that our two competitors had to do to compete in the heptathlon. So you've got the 60-meter dash, the long jump, the shot put, the high jump, the 60-meter hurdle, pole vault, and the 1,000-meter. So you got sprint, distance, vault, jumps, and throws. Yep. All into one. Seven Literally. Events. I mean, and most of it is field events. Yes. So you have to be really good at those field events. Very well round. You, this is an area where people are probably not the best technically in one specific, but they are very well rounded in each of these. And that's what we've seen. So Alex Spyridonidis placed third out of 15 athletes. And really, it didn't mean that he was third in every single event, but his average score... And, you know, his total points was 5,717, which gave him the third place finish. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, he placed 10th in the 1,000 meter, but he placed third in shot put and third in pole vault. Yep. So that just gave him, you know, a really great start for his heptath elite career. <laughs> <laughs> Production so far there this season. There you go. <laughs> we also had David Edmondson competing in the heptathlon, and he got 10th out of 15 with 4,900. 95 points. I got a little bit tricked up there. Well, it's, you know, it's always interesting to me too, because you have to really watch yourself, especially when we're reading off these things for you guys, because in one instance, you're for running events, you're wanting low numbers, but yes. then you get to heptathlon where you've got 5,717 yep. as a point total where it's good. You want more points right, that right. you've accumulated through all of that. It's just, it, you got to really be on your toes, literally. In several cases here. Let's start off some women events here. We got the 60-meter first round. Tyler Colbert, 20 out of 63 with a run of 
7.66 seconds. Nia Benton-Andrews right behind her with 48th place with a time of 7.94 seconds. Tyler made it to the semifinals of this event, the 60 meters, finishing 22nd out of 23rd with a run of 7.76 seconds. So a little bit slower than her first one understandable right you probably just yeah. got done doing that so that's why it was kind of such an anomaly about dante yeah but yeah that's that's kind of what you expect right maybe not not a lot slower but you you're not disappointed right because your body is tired right moving on to the women's 200 tyler colbert competed in that as well and she placed 22nd out of 78 athletes a really good performance by her with a time of 24.79 seconds then we had um, Asia Jinks in the women's 400 meter. She placed 11th out of 43 with a time of 55.87 seconds. That's her best time of the year in her second Actually, her second best. Second best. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, see, I just talked about how you get mixed up on all those things. <laughs> now we want to talk about the, the shorter numbers on this or the smaller numbers. All right. The women's 600. We're going to go like 200, 400, 600. 600. Where's the 800 at? We just got 600. Well, they did have it. We just, we just didn't, didn't have any athletes compete in it, which is shocking because Jennifer Dietrich has competed before. Yeah. So I, I don't know the, you know, the yeah, why. I always, I'm, I'm curious as, and I know you don't know the why, but I'm, so I'm just talking for myself and others here. What's the why of why you wouldn't do one over the other? And I'm, I'm sure that's a conversation between coach and athlete. Yeah. And kind of like I was talking about, you know, you don't know if the races were back to back. You don't know if there were injuries, if they're preventing injuries, if the competition wasn't worth the risk of injury. That's fair. Um, if, you know, the athletes are really ramping up to compete in that event the next week mm. with higher competition. There's just, there's a whole host of whys behind it. Well, and I think that's a good lesson for everybody who's, you know, just enjoy, enjoys track from afar, or just like when the Olympics come around. Everybody just sees this one event where they train all year and they're like, well, you trained for that, but there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into the process of deciding, am I going to run this event this week in collegiate track and field? Yep. All right, the high jump, or did we do even talk about we this? We didn't here? do it. Let's do the 600 since we broke away from that tangent for a second. Jennifer Dietrich's ninth out of 17 competitors with a time of 1 minute 37.7 seconds, followed by Brittany Campbell, 13th out of 17, with a time of 1 minute 39.8 seconds. The high jump, we're getting to the jumping things now. Three competitors to talk about. We got Kamaya Dindy, who finished 12th out of 20 with a jump of 1.67 meters. Grayson Scott, 17th out of 20 with a 1.62 meter jump. And then Allison Tanner in 20th place with 1.62 meter jump as well. Moving on to women's pole vault. We had Rhiannon Held with a first place finish, like we discussed before, out of 11 competitors with a vault of 3.82 meters. You wanted to call it a jump, too. I just got tripped up. I'm so used <laughs> no, to saying it's would, a jump, it's and a, no, it's a vault. It is a jump. We're going to have this You debate. can't jump without the pole. But Therefore, you, it is a vault. But you still jump, though. You couldn't get that high without the pole. That's why it's called pole vault. Well, you vault. We'll never settle this. Lexi Lena Weber placed fifth out of 11 with a vault of 3.67 meters. Moving on to the women's long jump, we had Janiah Jones placing 11th out of 23 competitors with a jump of 5.77 meters. And if that wasn't enough for Janiah Jones, she then competed in the triple jump, which I watched this recently. Uh, it, it wasn't this event, but it was another collegiate event. And I just don't understand the coordination it takes to do this. I'm, I'm telling you, it is... We that was the homework last week, right? To go watch the triple yes, jump. Yes, and I did the homework. Did you guys? I'm I proud did. of you. First of all, second of all, it is insane. It is 
it's just confusing is what it is. It's confounding. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is truly an athletic event because, first of all, my brain functions very slowly. Yeah. So it doesn't function True to be able to – control. Yeah. Body mechanics, gross motor skills. I mean, you were really, really in there. Look at you with the big words and the, the technical terms and such. I am a tonight. neurology nurse, so I know a few things. <sighs> Janiah Jones, 12th out of 19 competitors in the triple jump. 12.06 meter jump for her. A lot, well, a pretty good amount more than she had last time. 11.81 was her last uh, jump for that event. The shot put Jocelyn Budwig finished sixth out of nine with a 15.21 meter throw. Followed by Mara Hewalt right behind her in seventh, 14.98 meter throw for her. Moving on to Kyle's favorite event, the weight throw for the women. Um, we had Maddie Malone with that first place finish. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> her uh, record for the. Oh, the uh, facility record. Facility yes. record. Thank you. That's why I'm looking. You couldn't see me, people, but I was looking at Kyle to help me with that one. <laughs> um, first place out of nine athletes, her best throw of the season of 22.31 meters. Yeah. Then Mara Hewalt with her PR, obviously best throw of the season, best throw ever. And fourth place finish out of nine athletes with a throw of 20.34 meters. And then Jocelyn Budwig placing ninth with a throw of 17.52 meters. I like the trend that Maddie's on, the way she's going with her throws increasing each time. I'm I, I'm, I'm not going to say it. But I know. I, but I'm feeling We're pumped some, again she's, to she's, talk about Maddie again. She's she's going to make me think she's going to do something big this year. She already has. She got that, that facility record. That's good enough, probably. You own Lubbock, Texas. I don't know if you want to claim that, but you can. Some people like Lubbock. All right, so finally we had the women's pentathlon. So the pentathlon, obviously, penta meaning five. Back Wait, to what? Back to geometry, people. Geometry. So five events: sixty meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, long jump, eight hundred meters. Mm. Eight hundred meter run. Excuse me. Yes. So we had Kiara McCarroll placing tenth out of fourteen athletes with three thousand six hundred and twelve points, and then Elise Hedens placing thirteenth with three thousand four hundred and seventy six points. You know, I wonder how they pick which events get in each of these heptathlons. That I know. Well, obviously like we they've in? been... No, no, no. Th- these events have been decided since like a million years ago. Oh, I know. It doesn't change every event. Like but Auburn I think University be... couldn't have their own track meet and be like, oh, we're going to change it up. We're going to do the pole vault and the... But here's the my point. 200 meter. Here's and... my point. I would love that. And I think it would truly show how well-rounded these athletes have to be if you literally throw them into a hat right as the day of it starting and you say, or the day before you arrive, these are the ones that we're doing. Be prepared no, to Kyle, run those. Because you're going to have athletes that are really good at the events that they've trained for, and then you throw them out there in something completely different like discus, which obviously we don't have discus in indoor track or javelin because, you know, stabbing people. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you can't just ask these athletes who have thrown shot put their whole life to now go try to throw a javelin. Why not? I think it's, it, I think it's it completely be different motor skills. Like, everything is completely different. So Kyle's way is trash. I will drop it for now, but I'm still going to bring that up later. You know what? When you have the Kyle Loomis Olympics, you do you. Uh, those Olympics will be sitting on the couch. Pogo stick. Pogo stick. Where did you get pogo stick from? Well, that would be in my Olympics. Why? Who can pogo stick you, longest? Honey, you don't need a pogo stick. I had a pogo stick. Uh, trust me. I was really good no, at it. No. I was the neighborhood no, best. No. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my neighborhood, but... Enough about our Olympics. <laughs> let's just talk, Let's finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Um, moving on. Moving on. Congratulations, Auburn. We're really excited for you. Great private. job in your first time out there in the multis open. In the Texas, state of Texas. The Texas Tech multis and open. So moving forward, because we always want to look ahead, we have Presley Weems and Joyce Camelli will compete in the Mayo Invitational in South Bend, Indiana on February 4th. Then the rest of the team will go to Birmingham for the USA Invitational on February 6th. I don't think that we've sent anybody to the Mayo invitation, but we I know haven't. We... We've sent Joyce to South Bend, Indiana. Right. But it was a different invite. Yeah. And we've also gone to Birmingham before, but not for the USA invite. So a lot of new things this a year. A lot of new things. And Kyle, do you have plans on the six? Maybe we should drive over to Birmingham. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so um, really excited. Looking forward to the week ahead. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.